0: Chapter 86 Arjuna kidnaps Subhadra and Krishna instructs Bahulashwa and Shrutadeva. The Honorable King Parikshit said, O Brahmin, we would like to know how she who is my grandmother, the sister of Krishna and Rama, Subhadra, got married to Arjuna. Sri Shuka said, Arjuna, the great lord, while on a pilgrimage wandering the earth, reaching Prabhasa, heard that Balarama intended to give his maternal cousin away to Duryodhana, and to no one else. Desirous of her, he therefore went to Dvaraka, disguised as a renunciate with a Tridanda. Determined to fulfill his purpose, He resided there during the months of the rainy season, and was according to the custom all the time honored by Balarama and the citizens, without them being aware who he was. One day, being invited as a guest, he was brought to the house of Balarama, who faithfully presented him a meal which he then ate. With his eyes wide open of happiness, he saw the wonderful girl there who enchanted heroes. Smitten, he fixed his mind on her. Seeing him who stole each woman's heart, she desired him also. She fixed her heart and eyes upon him, and full of desire, bashfully smiling, cast sidelong glances. Thinking of nothing but her, Arjuna awaited the right opportunity. With his heart trembling of the strongest desire, he could find no peace. When she, during an important religious festival, rode away from the fortress in a chariot, the mighty warrior seized the opportunity to abduct the girl who had stolen his heart. That occurred with the consent of her parents and Krishna. Standing on the chariot, he, like the king of the animals claiming his share, raised his bow and drove back the heroes and guards who tried to stop him while her relatives were angrily shouting, Balarama, upon hearing about it, was as perturbed as the ocean during a full moon. Lord Krishna and his family had to grasp him respectfully by his feet in order to pacify him. He, thereupon, was pleased to send presents of great value, elephants, horses and male and female servants, as a wedding gift for the groom and bride. Sri Shuka continued... There was among Krishna's Brahmins one named Shrutadeva. He was one of the best being exclusively devoted to Krishna and was known for the fullness of His realization, His serenity, learning and freedom from sense gratification. As a householder dwelling in Mithila, in the kingdom of Videha, He performed His duties without being concerned about what He received for His sustenance. Day by day, doing his tasks as required, he was satisfied with just that and nothing more what he by providence acquired as his share for his sober maintenance. The ruler of that kingdom, stemming from the line of King Mithila, Janaka, was known by the name of Bahulashwa. He was just as selfless as he was, my dear king. They were both equally dear to Arjuta. Pleased with the two of them, the Supreme Lord mounted His chariot that was brought by Daruka. Together with a group of sages, the Master went to Videa. He was accompanied by Narada, Vamadeva, Atri, Krishna Dvaipaya Navyasa, Parushurama, Asita, Aruni, Ai, Shuka, Briaspati, Kanva, Maitreya, Chavana and others. Everywhere He came, the citizens and villagers approached carrying Argya offerings of water to welcome him like he was the risen sun surrounded by the planets. In Anata, where Dvaraka is, Danva, Kurujangala, Kanka, Matsya, Panchala, Kunti, Madhu, Kekaya, Koshala, Arna and in many other kingdoms, the men and women drank with their eyes the gentle smiles and affectionate glances of his lotus face, O King. By thus bestowing upon them the fearlessness of the spiritual vision, the spiritual master of the three worlds put an end to the blindness of their eyes. This way, gradually reaching Vidya, he heard his glories being sung by the God-conscious souls and the commoners, the glories that eradicate all misfortune and purify every corner of the universe. The moment the villagers and citizens heard that Achyuta had arrived, O King, they joyfully came forward to greet Him with offerings in their hands. Seeing Him who is praised in the verses, they, with their faces and hearts blossoming of love, and with joined palms held to their heads, bowed down to Him and the sages, whom they till then only knew from hearsay. Both the king of Mithila and Shrutadeva prostrated at His feet with each of them in His mind the thought that the spiritual master of the universe, especially for him, had arrived to be of mercy. Bahulashwa and Shrutadeva then, both with their palms joined, at the same time invited the descendant of Dashara and the Brahmins to be their guests. The Supreme Lord wanted to please them both, and accepted their offer by entering each's house simultaneously, without them seeing this the descendant of Janaka, Baolashva, who later that day saw them fatigued coming from a distance to his house, mindfully brought fine seats outside for them, so that they could sit comfortably. Overjoyed at heart with intense devotion and eyes clouded with tears, he bowed down to wash the feet, the water of which is capable of purifying the entire world. Together with his family, he took it on his head, and honored the lords and sages with sandalwood paste, garlands, clothing, jewelry, incense, lambs, argya, cows and bulls. After they had eaten their fill, he, while happily massaging the feet of Vishnu on his lap, in order to please them, slowly said the following in a gentle voice. Shri Bhawlasva said, you, O Almighty One, the self-illumined witness and soul of all created beings, have now become visible to us, those who are remembering your lotus feet. To be true to the statement you have made that no one, not even Ananta, Shri or the unborn Brahma is as dear to me as the unalloyed devotee, you have manifested before our eyes. What person, who knows this, would abandon your lotus feet, when You give Yourself to peaceful sages free from possessions. Descending in the Yadu dynasty, for the sake of the ones who are caught in the cycle of birth and death, You have, in order to put an end to it, disseminated Your fame that removes the sins of the three worlds. All glories to You, O Krishna, O Supreme Lord of an unlimited intelligence, O Nara Narayana, who are perfectly peaceful in Your austerity. Please, O Omnipresent One, Dwell together with the Brahmins for a few days in our home and sanctify this dynasty of Nimi with the dust of your feet. Shri Shuka said, Thus being invited by the king, the supreme lord and maintainer of the entire world stayed there and thus made the men and women of Mithila happy shruta deva who just like Balashwa received krishna in his house bowed down to the sages and then in great delight danced with waving clothes he made them sit on mats of darba grass that were brought he greeted them with words of welcome and then together with his wife washed their feet with pleasure overjoyed of having all his desires fulfilled he most piously sprinkled himself his house and his family with the water With offerings of fruits, aromatic root, pure nectarian sweet water, fragrant clay, tulsi leaves, kusha grass and lotus flowers, he honored them with all items of worship at his disposition, as also with food conducive to the mood of goodness. He wondered, How could it happen that I, who fell down in the blind well of family life, may enjoy this association with Krishna and these godly people in whom he resides? It is the dust of their feet that constitutes the dignity of all the holy places Having shown his hospitality shruta deva with them comfortably being seated sat close together with his wife relatives and children and addressed them while massaging the lord's feet shruta deva said It is not just today that we see the Supreme Personality present before us. We in fact enjoy His presence ever since He created this universe with His energies and as an avatara entered it in His own transcendental state. He enters this world and appears there the way a sleeping person, alone with His mind, creates a separate world in His imagination. You appear in the heart of those persons who, with a pure, by meditation, peaceful mind, time and again hear and speak about You, glorify You, worship You and converse about You. In spite of being situated in the heart, you are far removed from minds agitated by material affairs. One cannot get hold of you by one's own material powers, but you support those souls who know to appreciate your qualities. May there be my obeisances unto You, who are the Supersoul for the knowers of the Supreme Spirit, and the One who in the form of time brings death to the conditioned soul, You, the One who assumes the forms of effect as also the forms of cause, You whose vision is not covered by Your deluding potency, but who are covered to our vision. Please, O You, as that Supersoul, command us, Your servants, What, O Lord, should we do? O, having this form of your good self visible before our eyes is what puts an end to the troubles of humanity. Sri Shuka said, Having heard what he thus said to him, the Supreme Lord, the destroyer of the distress of the surrendered souls, addressed him with a broad smile while taking his hand in his own. The Supreme Lord said, O Brahmin, you should know that these sages came along for the purpose of blessing you. Wandering with me, they purify all the worlds with the dust of their feet. The deities, pilgrimage sites, and sacred rivers being visited, being touched, and being worshipped purify gradually, but the same thing is attained at once by the glance of those sages who are most worshipable. A Brahman is by birth the best of all living beings, and even more so when he, as a portion of me, is endowed with austerity, learning and contentment. Even this four-armed form is not as dear to me as a Brahmin. A man of Brahminical learning comprises all the Vedas the way I comprise all the gods. Those whose intelligence is spoiled and fail to understand it this way are envious. While they do consider the visible form of an idol worthy of worship, they are of neglect towards their guru, the Brahminical scholar, who in fact is me, their very self. A learned man of respect for me keeps the moving and non-moving part of this universe, as also the elementary categories basic to it, in mind as being forms of me. Therefore, O Brahmin, just worship these Brahmin seers With the same faith as you have in me you will thus directly be of worship for me and not in any other way as with for instance offering vast riches and such shri shuka said he Deva, as also the king of mithila who thus received instruction from the lord by their single-minded devotion unto Krishna and His company of most exalted Brahmins, attained the transcendental destination. The Supreme Lord, who is of devotion for His own devotees, stayed with the two devotees, taught the path of the truthful soul, O King, and returned again to Dwaraka.